Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, it's because your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curbside Podcast, the podcast where we talk about cars and everything to do with cars. My name is Jeff, I drive a 2004 Honda S2000, and I am your Southern Californian Taiwanese American. Uh, I'm Andrew, uh, no Parth uh, this week. He is still out shopping for his G80 M3, looking at all the <laughs> options. Um, I'm Andrew, I drive a 2014 Evo 10 MR and a 2015 Subaru BRZ living in the bay area he's currently thinking to himself can i get these grills even bigger (laughs) uh speaking of last week we uh put out the question of what cars out there do you guys think will become future classics we we put our ideas out and then on the show we put out hey if you guys can think of anything tell us what you think and you know we got a couple answers uh we got one from Andrew Lynn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and, and you said Lexus LC500. Yes. You know what? Based on just looks alone, yeah, I think that's going to be... A, it's, it's A, rare, right? Because I don't think a lot of people... I haven't seen a lot of them on the street. Because <laughs> they're mass, extremely overpriced. Yeah, they're like 100 maybe, grand. Maybe, maybe. I wouldn't say it's overpriced. I think it's just an expensive car. It's a hundred. It's a hundred grand Lexus, which is very hard, hard to, to convince swallow. people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just based on looks alone, I think you're right about that car. I did not even think about that because nobody fucking cares about Lexus. But my family growing up was a Lexus family, so <laughs> I remember Lexus. You know that's true. I feel like whatever cars your parents grow up with or your parents buy. You end up kind of being a, a fan of. Like, I'm yeah. a fan of Hondas and Acuras because my family <laughs> has exclusively bought Hondas and Acuras. Yeah. Uh, your family's bought Lexus. Only Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've had an LS400, an RX300, uh, and an RX400H. So, yeah, you deepened that Lexus game. Yeah. Um, also, new TRX RAM, depending on production numbers. Yeah, I think we said that too. And then maybe I ha- there's a couple of people who said this. The new how many? Uh, hold on though, backtracking real quick. How many like how many classic trucks are there? I can think I of like know. the F-150, and like the Lightning is like an anomaly too, and that's about it. That may be because we're not well versed in trucks. I guess because right? like the only trucks we know are a the Raptor and b the Raptor. But depends mm-hmm. on production numbers, like they said. And another one, maybe you'll agree with. Uh, we got two answers that said this, uh, which I was surprised by. The new Lexus IS500. You'll talk about this in the news section. It's got a V8. And then also on Instagram, uh, user gains by DRJ, I think. He he was the one that recommended parts of uh, cars he should look into. Uh, he says, I think you guys are right about the Dodge muscle cars but I think you're wrong about the RS6 Avant. Rare and in demand. You know? Parth was wrong. Parth was wrong. 
We're talking all this shit about Park today. He's not here. <laughs> no, Adra and I were like, we we think so because yeah, it's it's expensive. No one's gonna buy it, so it's gonna be rare. Either it'll become a future classic, or like car people won't exist in the future. It's either one of those paths. Hmm. I feel like as long as there's car people, the RS6 bot will be very desirable. Uh, someone said C8s. Mm. I don't C C8s. You know C8s. I feel like it depends on production numbers, and I don't think because Corvettes I don't think they're selling back production. Yeah, the whole point of it being priced at five nine 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 five is to be like we're gonna sell a lot of these. Yeah. Someone on YouTube, Moga the Mecha Sheep, says I think that the same thing that happened with the two forty SX is gonna happen to the BRZ. Uh, FRS GT86 making it a desirable car of the future. Now, what does he mean by that? Does that mean that people are going to trash a lot of them, <laughs> or people are so. going to use it as a as a drift platform? Or when is the last time you saw a clean 240 on the road? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna um, let's think about this. Mm, just about never. <laughs> I've saw I saw a 240 two days ago and it was destroyed, but the prices on those are like especially right now I think they're pretty high for what it is. It's like seven, eight, nine grand for like a pretty trashed up like 240 running, but like pretty trashed up. So I think the the 86 platform is going to be like that. You're not going to see like low mileage ones going for a shit ton of money, but I think they're going to hold not a high value, but they'll hold a value for a while just yeah. because people want to use them to build things. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are pretty some good ones. Oh, oh, my favorite. My favorite. Forgot to mention this. Saucy underscore Tito uh, mm. says, uh, Fiat 500L for That's because sure. he owns one of those shit boxes. <laughs> I see you, Brian. Thanks for commenting, though. <laughs> I can't believe you spent real money on that. I wouldn't spend Monopoly money on that thing. But hey, to each their own. I love you, Brian. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, those are those are some good suggestions. Uh, keep on coming if you guys have any more ideas that pop up in your head. Um, this week I wanted to talk about uh, Doug DeMiro released a video. Uh, we've talked about this before, uh, but it's about up-badging your car. I know we talked about this before, but the other day I had, like, because I saw a BMW, the Bengal Butt 6, on the road with, of course, like it was pretty beat up, giant wheels, like mm. excessively giant wheels, and it had the badge M5 on it. Oh. <laughs> now, now I thought, I thought in my head, you know, we should talk about this. Who the heck are they fooling? And Doug DeBiro <laughs> came out with the video, and it, the first point was, who the heck are they fooling? Because here's the point that he brought up: the only people who are going to care enough to realize that there's an M badge on your car are car people right everyone else non-car people not gonna care a regular six series might as well be the same as an m6 right so, yeah, so who... 618 or something <laughs> yeah it could have any any assortment of numbers after the six and non-car people will not care the only people who are gonna realize 
are car people. And the car people are going to see that and be like, what the heck are you doing? Your M5 is missing two doors. Right? Like, so that, that came up in my head. Like, who are these people trying to target? I think the target audience might be, I don't know, like just dumb influencer people that like they know what, a, like they know M whatever is like a cool thing, but they don't yeah. really know what any of it is. So they're like, ooh. But even then, no. If it's a piece of shit already, like those kind of people aren't going to look twice at it. So, and I, I always love the fact that people decide to put them on never, never straight or in a place that makes sense. It's always like cricket. It's always <laughs> like behind the it's 650 ILM or something like that. Yeah. So that, that brings another point of the video, right? Doug also was talking about when is it okay? to change the badge on your car. And he said the two re- two things are, one, I forgot the first one, but the second one is if you down-badge your car. Mm. Like, you have an M3, you badge it as a 328. <laughs> or like To be just, funny? or Yeah, it's just to be funny. But another one I thought of is, what if you're trying to make a car that doesn't exist? Okay, let's just say, for instance, you bought a Rally Art Wagon. But you would love a Mitsubishi Evo wagon. Mm-hmm. Right? And you do all the work, you do all the body work, you get the right engine in, the right transmission and whatnot. Basically, you do full a Full conver- Evo swap. Yeah, full Evo conversion. Would, you, would it be okay then to badge that as an Evo? Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing about that. Like that specific example, America never got the Evo wagons, right? Evo 9 had a wagon variation. Um, but we did get the Lancer rally art and Lancer wagons in that generation body style, whatever. Mm. A lot of people actually convert those to look like eight or nine wagons. Yeah. Like I've seen, so people I would con- totally slap an Evo <laughs> badge on there. Hell yeah. That, that's okay. Right. Cause I know yes. people have converted like NSXs to NSX type R's cause we don't get them in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was thinking like, what if, what if let's say, you, you know, this current civic type R is a hatchback. And what if someone wanted a Civic Type R cool. sedan, right? You get the big wing. You could get the crate engine for yeah. the Civic Type R. Shove mm-hmm. that in. Do the body work. Would that? Would it qualify to be a Civic Type R? I wouldn't be mad if I saw something like that. Because people did that with like, um, like the old Type Rs too. They would get like regular EG hatches or whatever. Yeah. Convert those like on gears and gasoline. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't think we ever got the EG Type R. We didn't R. get that Type R. I want to ask you this, though. What, like, what would you, what would you like to make using that concept? What project would you like to work on? Make a car that doesn't exist or isn't available here. Hmm. We already mentioned the Rally Art, like the, the last Rally Art wagon that Mitsubishi did. It had the all-wheel drive. It had the SST. I'd probably put a manual in it. Motor swap, all that, and then... I'd probably do that. So the Rally Art Wagon to Evo 10. Also, I think it would be really cool to like kind of create a next generation like 22B out of the BRZ. Not not like a not like an well, SDI. Su- Subaru <laughs> doesn't do other coupes. It's gotta just mold the doors back. No, <laughs> Cut the chassis in half. Current, current STI is too tall, I think, for that to look good. A BRZ STI. Yeah, all-wheel drive. Yeah, big Wang, stock wide body, turbo. That'll be a good one. I like yeah. that. I would do like a Crosstrek STI. Like yes. some 
the turbo, get the CVT out of there, shove the proper gearbox in there. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that would make a fun, uh, fun project. Also, yeah, you know the the new Type S, uh, the the Acura TLX Type yeah. S. Yeah, there was like a Type R version of that. Mm. You know, like even more power, so it'd be like a like a M3 competitor type deal. All-wheel like drive more... BRZ would be nuts. Yeah, all-wheel drive <laughs> turbo BRZ. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. Hmm. Suddenly, my man's real into Subarus and off-roading for some reason. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I've always been into off-roading. All right, <laughs> shall we go to our brack? Yeah. All right, a bright time. As always, you could check us out at thecurbsidepodcast.com where you could find links to all of our stuff, uh, places to listen, watch our videos, and all that. Uh, there's also a link to our anchor page where you'll find links to all the podcast platforms we're on. You could also support our show at anchor.fm slash thecurbsidepodcast slash support. And go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're at 426 subs, I think. Thank you very much. And thank you to all uh, the new listeners that may be out there. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, yeah, you can also follow us on social media. Um, we reached, we've surpassed 3,000 followers on TikTok. We're at 3,006. So, F- FR Motor Show, where you wet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can follow us on Instagram at the curbside podcast, Facebook at facebook.com slash the curbside podcast, Twitter at curbside pod and TikTok at the curbside podcast. Mm-hmm. FR motor show is like destroying us on Instagram though. Freaking... Uh, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to contact us, you can contact us at the curbside podcast at gmail.com as well. And with that, let's get back to the show. I have some news that I think is not boring for once. We just talked about this, but um, yeah, I kind of like Lexus a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The new IS500 Lexus unveiled this, what, like a week, two weeks ago? The new V8 in their new chassis for the IS. That's crazy. Um, like, they're, they're, like Lexus. I can't believe Lexus, out of all companies, has decided to still put a V8 in their compact sedan. Yeah. Like BMW doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Everyone's going V6, twin turbo V6. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's an IS almost F, but it's not quite an ISF. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> is, I think, is it <laughs> I don't know the details, but it's like, I think they just slapped a V8 in there. It's not like track. It's not a track chassis like the previous ISF kind of was. No, um, it's not like, it's just IS with more power. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but what do you think about this design? I know at first when we looked at it, None of us really liked it, but it's growing on me, especially in this 500 variant. It's okay. I just don't, I don't like Lexus's current design language, the whole spindle mm. grill thing. It I just like doesn't it. do it for me. It's just, 
It's like it's too much. Like it for me, it feels like Lexus is I don't know trying a bit too hard with it, especially on the SUVs, mm. like the the LX and the GX. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I can agree. They don't need to be doing all that. But I think it works on here. It works on the LS. Yeah, I think it's I don't okay. Know. The R the RC I think it works great, and the LC I think has that front end as well. Um, so it's this I think will probably be the last. You know, all of Lexus V8s stem from their original V8 from like the '90s L, uh, LS. Really? They're all like redesigned, new re- reiterations of that same V8, and this is probably the last iteration of that V8. You know what annoys me about Lexus? They made the LFA that 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 engine and that sound and whatnot. But I feel like in terms of drivetrain at least, that's they just they made that mm-hmm. and it just stopped there. Yeah, none of it trickled down minus yeah. like the dash. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I can we got the moving gauge cluster. That's it. Yeah. Like I'm like let you made you just trickle it down to the rest of your cars. Yeah. All we got was the da- the dashboard and F. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's all. Like all that R and D and this was like nah. We're yeah, just, take our loss. We're done. Move on. <laughs> it's like what the heck. But yeah. yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, so the LS or sorry, the IS five hundred has a longer nose, I guess to fit the v8 right because the other models are v6s i think the v8 puts out 472 horsepower and 395 pound feet of torque which is kind of a lot in a lexus that's a lot in a compact sedan (laughs) yeah Um, okay i don't think it's gonna be no slouch if you've ever driven like a g37 okay those come with like 300 and some odd horsepower those already feel fast like, yeah. I know these days, 472 doesn't sound like a lot because, well, like, you have, like, the Hellcats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But 472 and something this small is a lot of horsepower. <laughs> yeah. This sedan is 50 pounds lighter than the RCF, which just shows you how fucking heavy that RCF is. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, there's, like, a true ISF that comes out later. Hopefully, they do something with, like, you know, LFA technology. <laughs> yeah. In other news, um, we got a new variant of the Taycan, and no one's gonna buy it because people stupid. Because for some reason, people don't like wagons, and that's what this is. Well, basically, this is um, this is what uh, Porsche is calling uh, their Cross Turismo, and it's basically sort of a, a slightly higher wagon version. Dude, of that the looks so, awesome. it looks so good. Okay, who cares about the specs? Who cares about everything? Right. Yeah. First of all, it's it's got like a bit of it looks like body cladding, but it's actually just kind of like different colored um, body panels at the mm. kind of like this bottom end of it. It's it's oh. a wagon. Porsche themselves have said, "Hey, we made this so you could go on, you know, grass and dirt and gravel sand." I mean, Sad. Yeah, you're not gonna go rock crawling, obviously, but you're gonna be able to go on gravel and whatnot, no problem, right? Yeah. And it's it's oh my god, it looks super good, right? It's so good. <laughs> it's 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 uh, I want one very badly, 
in Hopefully terms this of, car turns people onto wagons because that looks really awesome. It's yeah. like a shooting brake kind of Yeah, shooting brake, but with like more off-road utilities stuff because that's, that's the only way you could sell wagons in America these days is if you yeah. have... SUV like, capabilities. <laughs> the illusion of being a off-roader. Um, but so uh, anyways, they're, it's going to come in all the various forms of the, the Taycan. My favorite is the Taycan Turbo S Cross Turismo, okay? Because what you're basically getting is a so, like a soft rotor capable wagon that has 750 horsepower. <laughs> yes, it starts at $187,600, okay? But it's electric. 0 to 60 goes 2.7 seconds. It's only a bit slower than the normal Taycan. And it has 750 horsepower. You know, the only thing... It also has, like, a, a improved ground clearance. And I think the, the suspension is adjustable. Because I love the idea of a raised wagon. Mm. I, love, I love this. I love the, yeah, the, the Volvo V60 and V90 cross-countries. Mm-hmm. Those... It's just, like... It, it, a wagon that's a bit more capable. Yeah, lower center of gravity and stuff. Yeah. It's like you get the you get the soft roading ability. I mean, obviously, you're not going rock crawling, as I said, but yeah. And you also get like the driving dynamics of a car, <laughs> right? So I'm very excited about this. Uh, I hope people buy it because it looked good, really yeah. the you good. Know what? I think people I think people will just because of how good it looks. I dude in the Bay Area at least I see a take on almost every day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Might just okay, be was, because where I'm working, but I see yeah, them I, almost I, every day. I haven't seen any at all on the streets like that. Oh man. Yeah, I've seen like it might be the same one, but at least four or five different ones. In my opinion, this looks so much better. Like yeah. I like the way the take cod looks, but this looks like a thousand. Yeah, it's times really better. good. Um speaking of your love for raised wagons. <laughs> think you have an announcement to make yes i have gotten myself a raised wagon (laughs) (laughs) uh i picked up a uh 2021 subaru outback uh as a daily xt please (laughs) subaru outback xt yes yes the good one the turbo one and yeah. yeah it's been good it's nice you know, yeah. I, I I like I like I love buying old cars, but I just realized that <laughs> having They're a new out. car, I was like, oh man, it's so comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> it's and everything it, works. And every, yeah, and I have Bluetooth. I could <laughs> I have Bluetooth. I could play my music on my because on my on, on the S two K I've been using you know those like AM FM radio dongles. Oh Jesus, yeah. <laughs> where where if you turn it up a bit too loud, it's just all. <laughs> yeah. How how many miles have you put on it now? Um, I think it's about five six hundred miles now. Okay, so you're still breaking in. Yeah, basically. You haven't whomped on it yet. No, 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 not yet. Just, um, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait. I, I remember when I first got my BRZ around like 700 miles. Like, fuck it, I'm flooring it real quick. <laughs> I, think the, I think the thing that's letting me down a bit about the car, though, is really that mm. CVT. 
for those for those of you listening at home uh, that don't know what a CVT is, if your friend is like, "Hey, listen to this podcast," but you don't like, uh, they're saying stupid acronyms that I don't understand. In a car, if you think about it, you have a gearbox. It's got gears in it. Uh, a CVT doesn't. It's a continuously variable transmission. What it has is two wheels and basically like a rubber band in the middle. But it basically, it's supposed to be like, you know how in gearboxes you have like first gear, and then it's got steps. In this, the idea is to basically have an infinite amount of gears for what you need them for. The funny thing is, when the CVTs first came out, trash people hated them because they didn't drive like automatics so now to get cvts to you know feel more normal they're basically replicating what an automatic does so the stepped gears and whatnot and at that point i'm like what the heck what's the point then (laughs) are they more efficient yeah but man i hate cvts dude i know people are like yeah the cvt's really good you can't even better it's not that bad because I know, like, older Subaru CVTs were garbanzo beans, like, really, really bad. It's not that bad, but it's it's still, you could tell. You know mm. why I know this? Because I did not know that the Outback had a CVT. No. I thought, you know, it had an automatic. Yeah, six-speed automatic. Yeah, and then I was driving it, and I'm like, this is wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. if, you, if, you, if you've driven a CVT before... Especially when you're like flooring it, right? Like you're, you're like, hey, I want to pass. Yeah. You press down on the gas, it gets a bit louder. Like it goes like, I mean, like, yeah. what, what the heck? And it doesn't feel like, you know, it drops Nothing down a gear. And you're, <laughs> yeah. You're, it just kind of feels like it's make it made a little bit more noise and gave up. And you're like, why isn't it? Why isn't it going faster? It might yeah. be like gradually accelerating, but you just don't. You don't feel it. You have to like deliberately like you got to floor it for it to like drop yeah. gears and yeah, I'm like hurry up and get to the power. Where's the power? Can you throw it into like a manual mode or like a low gear mode to keep it? Yeah, is there an option there's for a, that? There's, there's a, paddles, right? Yeah, there's paddles. There's paddles. Basically, they're trying to simulate the mm-hmm. the, the, the how an automatic does, but it's is it better like that? It's not as responsive as you would want it. So it's but at least you have like more that. control. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> In, in in terms of like just cruising along, it's nice. It's yeah. comfortable. It's very yeah. comfortable. Cool. Now you get to say two car names when you introduce yourself. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the the news for this week. A uh, bit of personal news, and uh, that's gonna be the show for this week. Thank you guys for listening. As always, please go and uh, rate the show if you can. Share it with your friends, and also uh, check us out on YouTube and uh, check us out at thecurbsidepodcast.com support our show uh yeah don't forget to follow us on social media uh instagram at the curbside podcast twitter at curbside pod facebook at facebook.com slash the curbside podcast and tiktok at the curbside podcast um get us to four thousand let's get it let's do it and as always thank you to kid dope for the intro and outro of our show fast cars and wild hearts and as always my name's jeff I'm Andrew. Remember, drive safe, and life is too short to drive boring cars. Bye.